0: I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your everlasting power that is available to us every single day. Let your name be revealed. And let your grace locate us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want us to open our Bibles to Exodus chapter 33 verses 10 to 19. I'm going to read fast Exodus chapter 33 verses 10 to 19 verses 10 to 19. I read All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door and all the people rose and worshipped each man in his tent door. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face and a man as a man speaks to his friend and he would return to the camp but his servant Joshua the son of Nun A young man did not depart from the tabernacle, Verse 12. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people. But you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by my name. Hallelujah. I know you by name. I know you by name but you have said, I know you by name. I know you by name. And you have also found grace in my sight. 13. Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way. Show me now your way. That I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. Verse 16. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found graves in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from the people who are upon the face of the earth. 17. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this ten that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. Now, verse eighteen and nineteen, the crucial part. And he said, "Please show me your glory." The verse nineteen. Then he said, "I will make." all my goodness pass before you and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion on in the name of Jesus we pray with thanksgiving amen so as we are talking about grace tonight as grace over self grace over self and in a passage that we read we find God and Moses and Moses interfacing or interacting with God and telling God that If I have found grace in your sight. If I, Moses, have found grace in your sight. If I, Moses, if I have found grace in your sight. Then, show me your glory. Then, be with me and your people. And one of the things that God did. He said, because you have found grace my presence will be with you my glory will be with you i will give you rest the presence rest and his glory was because a man found grace now for us to understand this you see grace is just simply a a merited favor things that i mean By our strength, by our understanding, we cannot receive. But because of grace, it has been made available. It can also be said, the enabling power of God's love towards us. So the Bible says, And God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That is a covenant upon which God releases grace to us. So if you believe that Jesus came to die for you and you confess it, you are doing the part of your covenant that God established. And out of that covenant, grace is made available. So grace, according to Ephesians, is a gift of God. See, the gift of salvation is unto you. Now, when we talk about self, Self represents the human aspect of I mean self-centeredness, it talks about the natural aspect with an inclination to sin. So anytime there's a high rate of sin, when you check, you realize that there's self that hasn't been dealt with. So from Genesis When sin came in, everything was self-dependent, without God-dependent. So self, or the spirit that is pushing us to go into the place of self, is always seeking to be independent from God. Now, God in his own way has made his grace available because he has realized that if we try to use ourselves or the strength that we have, we cannot make it. It is only by His grace, when His grace comes, He enables you to do whatever you're supposed to do. So when you look at the heroes of faith, I mean, before they started their journey, they knew that they had weakness. When you look at the heroes of faith, because of what they were going to do, they had to know their weakness and know where the grace of God will come in to help them overcome that weakness. Every single body, every human has a weakness and the grace comes to cover that weakness and brings the strength Alongside with the perfection of Christ. Okay, so the verses that we just read is a communication between man and God. And one of the key facts that I mean, Moses, as a representative of the human race, said was, If we have found grace, then we need your presence. Without your grace, without your presence, We cannot have rest. In our lives, in our family, there are a lot of things that are going on that without the active work of grace, without rest and without the presence of God, we will miss a lot of things. You will study, you will work, but you will not have rest. If grace is not in, if the presence of God has not come, you will work hard, but you have nothing to show. But when grace steps in, it turns things around. So um, there are these questions that as today I was meditating, and the Holy Spirit was just communicating to me. And I believe if we can answer these questions in prayer, find these answers. In our studies of the word, find these answers. There's nothing that we cannot do. So the first question is, how do you find grace? Because Moses said, if I have found grace in your sight, how do you find grace? We know what grace is, but how do we find it? The next one is, how do you come into the sight of God? Because he said, If I have found grace in your sight, that is to say that grace is there, but it's in the sight of God. If you move outside the sight of God, you cannot what, Encounter grace. And the next question is, What does the grace of God Involve or entails. So if you say you have grace, what is the benefit of having grace? The importance of having grace? Why would God give you grace if it is important? Why is grace very important in the life of a believer? And the next one, how do I maintain the grace I have received? Because anything you receive, uh, there's a proba- probability that you can also lose it. So how do I maintain that grace? And lastly, how do people lose that grace of God? You know what? These are questions that I believe we should ask and I mean probe God in prayer and in His Word. If you can understand this, I tell you, walking with god will be smooth it will be stressless it will be stressless sweatless i mean without any kind of i mean stress so i want us to read something in exodus chapter 3 for you to understand grace you need to understand the operation of grace in a life of a character in the Bible. I think this man will be doing that. will be understanding how grace operated in, I mean, characters in the Bible. And who are we going to start with? But with what? Moses. So I want us to open our Bibles to Exodus chapter 3, verses 1, 2, 4. 6. I'm, re- I'm going to read it from the New King James. It says, Now Moses was standing to the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flocks to the back of the desert. He led the flocks to the back of the desert. And came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flame of fire from the midst of the bush. So that he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will not turn aside. Look at this and see this great side i will now turn aside and see this great side why this bush does not burn so when the lord saw that he had turned aside to look god called to him from the midst of the bush and said moses moses And he said, here I am. Then the verse five, five standing for grace. It says, then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet for this place where you stand. is a holy ground. Look at this. It's a holy ground. And the verse six, I conclude. He said, moreover, he said, I am the God of your fathers, God of Abraham. God of Isaac, God of Jacob and Moses hit his face for he was afraid to look upon God. Unmerited favor, grace, the enabling power of God's love. Tonight I decree and I declare, wherever you find yourself in the wilderness, wherever your family is in the wilderness whatever state you find yourself in your marriage in your health in your finances in your marriage in your parenting in the life of your your friends your extended family in your career i decree and i declare let the lord calls you out. Let the Lord, through His grace, lift you up from the place of wilderness into a place of His holy sanctuary where goodness and mercy is evident. Let the Lord Almighty bring you to a point where you enjoy milk and honey. Let the grace of the Lord relocate you from the deep side of the wilderness from the deep side of the place that has learned the blessings of God to the place that is evident with the pleasures of God's glory in the name of Jesus now in a verse 1 of chapter 3 I'm going to summarize everything we find Moses the lost prince the prince who had become a murderer the prince who had lost everything that he was supposed to have as a prince and we find this prince in the wilderness leading a flock not of his own but of his father-in-law who also was what a priest look at this was a priest so one of the questions I asked was this how do we find grace how do we find grace how do we come into the sight of God so let me answer the second question how do we come before the sight of God, Scripture says, "He who dwells in a secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty." He who dwells. If you want to encounter grace, you need to know how to dwell in a secret place of God, and it comes through jesus the personality of grace so jesus says something i am the way and the way is his word so the first point is what having a fellowship and that fellowship is jesus being your lord and being your savior over everything that you do so in a family where there's darkness in a family where things have been stagnated for things to turn around jesus has to step in because somebody covenanted with an altar and that altar as a result of the covenant has taken over the family and has led that family into captivity for that family to encounter grace or to find grace for rest, to be evident, rest from any kind of suicidal spirit, rest from premature death, rest from delay in marriage, rest from any kind of disease and to have the presence of God that will maintain all the blessings that comes with the glory they also need a man who will stand in a gap somebody will say that i will reach out the path of righteousness so if you want to what come to the place or the site of of god for you to find grace you need to align yourself with jesus Without Jesus, you cannot. In your marriage, in your family, you need to make sure that Jesus is Lord. In your kid's life, as a parent, you need to make sure that Jesus is Lord. In everything, in your work, in your going out, in your coming in, you need to make sure that Jesus is Lord. Because he is the way. Now, the word of God is what leads you to God. So as you dwell, or let me put it this way, as you you build a relationship with with Jesus, one of the requirements is met. as you keep on following his word, studying his word, Meditating, allowing His Word to take you, to lead you, you find yourself navigating the path of righteousness. Scripture says that God is a righteous God, and His throne that He sits upon is established upon righteousness and justice. So as you keep on pursuing the Word, he said, your word is a lamp onto my feet and a light onto my pathway. Your current situation, the word lights it up for you to see your weakness. But for you to go over the weakness or to overcome the self-inflicted pain, the self-inflicted curse, the, the bloodline curse, the word has to lead you to the destination. That is God. So he said, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my what? My path. The path of righteousness. The path unto the light. The one who dwells in light. That is God. And as you hold on to the word and you keep on doing that, it brings you to God and the grace is revealed. He says, so, Anyone who believe in Jesus shall not perish. Out of that, grace is born. So the Bible says that Moses was turning to the flock. He was with his father-in-law. The flock wasn't his. He has lost everything. His family, his status, he has lost everything. I mean, when COVID and I mean, This lockdown came up with a war and everything. A lot of people lost a lot. Some, they lose their jobs. Some, they lose their family, their loved ones. Some, they lost their confidence. Even their perfect hell was lost. I don't know where you fall, but something that Moses did, he said, he humbled himself. Jesus, Came to serve. He humbled himself. He's the altar and the finisher of our faith. So we need to follow. So he humbled himself as a sign that hey, I have lost everything. For me to what survive, I need to humble myself. For me to come back to the place of relevance, of importance. To, to acquire what I have lost. I have to humble myself. And that is what most of us we are failing to do. To humble ourselves knowing that we have issues. We have weakness. And if we cannot acknowledge that we have weakness, the grace of God cannot take over. So he humbled himself. And the Bible says that he was out turning to the flock of another man. Not just any other man, but a priest. Not just any priest. A priest who knew God real well. Of what? Of Midian. That is Jethro. He knew God. And I believe in his service, he was in the secret place. He was being exposed. So one of the key things that we should know is that when we want to find grace, we want to draw the attention on the eyes of God. Scripture says that the eyes of God is moving to and fro to show himself strong in the lives of the believers or the righteous. For God to call out to Samuel, Samuel was in a location, not outside the temple, but in a temple. So he said he who dwells in a secret place. You need to find yourself in a church. You need to let your body become the temple of God. You need to continually resort to God. You need to gather your family. Create that avenue. Your husband, your your wife, your children. You will find time and you fellowship. When you get to work, create a time where you invite God there. In your house, wherever, create time. They are saying, Father Lord, this is the time I'm giving to you. And as you are doing that, you are coming before his sight. As you are doing that, you are attracting his attention. As you are doing that, you are attracting his favor and his rest. And do you know what? Time does not f- what fail. As you keep on doing it, you will encounter God. I've always been saying this. There are five things I've realized it keeps on running through the Bible: time, entity, location. Action and result. When you look at the time, he said, now Moses, that was a time. It means he has he was doing it. But at that particular time, in the fullness of time, Moses, the entity, was doing something. He was turning to the flock, he was humbling himself, he was serving Jethro. And I believe he was listening to whatever Jethro was telling him because he was a priest more or less the word of god in our time as we are receiving and we are doing and we are serving and we are acting on it we are what fulfilling something and we are going to encounter the one who gives grace the god who gives grace your family will encounter the god who gives grace when you continually seek his face this is what the scripture says it said if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves if they will humble themselves and call upon me through my word through prayer I the Lord I will heal their land that is barren that is to say I will heal their weakness I will heal their insufficiency I will heal what they are lacking I will heal their marriage. I will heal their kids. I will heal their health. I will heal their finances. The subject of luck will be touched if they can humble themselves. And he said, And Moses led the floor to the destination. What is the destination? I said, location. Whenever God wants to do something, he looks at location. He said, he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. He came specifically to Horeb, the mountain of God. Sometimes there's a place that God has aligned his blessings. You see, and that place is in Jesus. That place is in a secret place the moment you move out and you try to use your strength trust me you will go through a lot of frustration stress but in his secret place his shadow covers you the shadow of grace will cover you you wouldn't feel the burden yes arrows will fly disappointment will fly but because of his grace you will not what be broken down so he said he went to the mountain that is the location that he encountered god verse 2 and the angel of the lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush so he looked and he behold the bush was burning and he looked and he beheld the bush because it was burning. When you continually seek the word of God, keep on doing it. Yes, probably, maybe you are not seeing effect. People are ridiculing you. They said, I mean, why don't you, I mean, compromise? Why don't you compromise? Why don't you compromise? Why don't you, I mean, I mean, taste, I mean, of the world? Why don't you break your integrity? Why don't you, I mean, reject God and curse God? Why don't you do certain things that God disapproves? Because it's the easy way out. See, if you can wait, it takes waiting. It takes a sacrifice. And the Bible says that God Almighty, when he saw that in the 40 years, the prince of Egypt had died and the shepherd the humble servant the one who understood obedience and the one who would go deep would take the journey of consecration to go through the wilderness the period of wilderness when god realized that he had come of age god created an avenue i know that god will create an avenue to bless you and the bible says an angel called out from the what the flame of fire and he saw the flame said what is this you see he was so curious he was yelling he said i want to look at this bush because it is it is it is a bush it cannot survive fire it is weak most of us we have weakness God wants to bring in his strength. The Holy Spirit wants to come in and help us. But we are not allowing it. He said, I'm standing at the doors of your heart. He's standing at your house. He's standing at your marriage, your kids. You cannot parent kids in this time. You cannot go to your age to five and expect things to be fruitful. If God does not build, the builders build in vain. So when the thing appeared, he, he was like, how can this be? And the verse 3, look at what happened in verse 3. He said that Moses said, I will turn aside and see this great sign. So he was curious. He wanted to find out. So your consistency, your hunger, your desire, the Father, Lord, my family, Ah, Father Lord, this is an issue. Father Lord, I want you to step in. Let grace turn things around. In my life, for you said it is finished on the cross, and you have made available unto me through covenant grace. Let grace turn things aside. You are not giving up until the master touches you. You are not giving up until you receive the, 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 the benefit, the importance of the grace of God. In the 33, Exodus 33, I said, and when Moses said, I have found grace, one of the key things is that your presence and your rest, that is what God answered. And Moses probed further, you see. He said, yes, if you have given me your rest and your your presence, now I want to know your ways. Show me your glory. And God said, I will add your goodness. I will add my goodness. I'll add my compassion, my graciousness, I will add it to you. I pray for you, as you seek the face of God, as you decide that your family, that you and your household, you will seek the face of God. Let the presence of God be with you. In a midst of adversity, let the presence of God keep you. I pray that let the presence of God grant you rest especially in these times and seasons where there's rumors of war here and there, where there's rumors of outbreak of pandemic, of virus, of sickness, of incurable disease, of shooting, of stabbing, of all kinds of things, of, I mean, mass layoff, of losing of job. Let the Lord give you rest. Rest in your mind. Rest in your body. Rest in your family rest in every aspect of your life probably maybe you have been sowing and you are not seeing the the produce of your your sowing your effort. let the lord give you rest that in this month in this week in today whatever you have sown spiritually financially in any aspect of your life let the lord give you rest and receive a 60 a hundred and a thirtyfold in the name of jesus so he turned aside and he saw the bush And in verse four, when the Lord saw that he had turned his heart, I said, in his word, he said, I am seeking that my people will humble themselves. Humbling yourself comes through the word, through prayer, through the breaking of your heart, through fasting. When God realized that Moses, the prince, who had Pharaoh, who had, I mean, the gods of now, had humbled himself. He said, now, he has realized that he is vulnerable. He has realized that he cannot do it on his own. Now that he's paying attention to this, I will do something. Then look at what's happened in verse four. So when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush. God called out. God called out. God called out. God called out. I decree and I declare tonight, today, God will cause you out of darkness, any kind of darkness, God is calling you out. He's bringing you out of your family. He's setting your family apart. He's sending you into the nations of the earth. Every application, every documentation with your name on that has to be approved any job approval letter, any visa approval, any legal document that has to be approved. That for some reason, demonic powers have covered it up. I decree and I declare, God is calling out whatever that belongs to you out of the grip of the enemy in the name of Jesus. He said he called him out of the midst of the bush. Yes, out of the midst, he called him out and he cried, Moses, Moses, grace has found you grace has found you i decree and i declare upon your life grace has located you jesus came to die not for anybody but for you and your household therefore if there's an ancestral pattern of negativity grace tonight is bringing you and your household out of it in the name of jesus if people are being shot on the street if people are contacting viruses, all kinds of strange pestilence, if evil is visiting people and taking their happiness, their joy, I decree and I declare that grace is bringing you out. Grace is shielding you. Grace is being a shadow as you have dwelt in the presence of the Lord, as you have humbled yourself. I pray let grace exempt you and your household from any misfortune in the name of Jesus. So the Bible says, in verse 5, Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, a sign of humility, a sign of reverence to God. Grace you do not play with grace. You don't joke. So Apostle Paul says something, because of grace we continue to sin. Some of us, we have received grace. We know that we have grace, but we do certain things. We, we neglect, we take for granted. We don't honor, we don't appreciate, we don't see the value of grace, that the grace of God, the grace that God has given to us through the death of Jesus has the ability to silence the devil. So we just mishandle it it's okay, well, I mean, I didn't work for it so that is the reason. Because it wasn't us who paid the price, we take it for granted. So when you wake up in the morning, you say, Father Lord, I thank you that you have given me the gift of life, the gift of salvation, the gift, the grace that you have have shown to me and my household. That when I, I got sick, I did not die. Many people went through that. But for grace, you set me apart, unmerited favor. I had an issue with mental health, but for grace, I did not go to that extreme. I was diagnosed. Many people have been diagnosed with this particular thing, but for grace, you have kept me. Yes, I haven't been what, totally free, but I know because of grace, I'll be delivered. That is the talk of what a believer. So he said, let me hide my face in Ever six, because this God is too great. Let me reverence him. now." i said it is grace over what self grace overcoming self when these things happened from the verse 1 of chapter 3 to the verse 11 something happened the self began to manifest sometimes god has already done everything. Jesus said it is finished on the cross. It means that whatever that you need, He has already released it. But sometimes we doubt. Sometimes the devil comes and whispers to our ears that you are sick, that you will die, that you cannot make it. You are a failure. That that, 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 that you are you are you are stagnated, that no one loves you. He comes and he throws arrows, the fury that of the enemy. But you know what? Until you come to a point of accepting that you cannot do it on your own, and it's only by grace, you cannot make it. So this is one thing that Moses said, who am I? Exodus chapter 3 verse 11. He said, but Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? this is what we always say who am i you have received a prophecy you say who am i can this be can i even even become great can i become a prophet an apostle for a teacher a pastor can god use me look at my past can can i even what have a job look at the denials can i even prosper look at my 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 uncles who prospered to a point and they were killed because of their wealth. Can I make it? That job that I am entering into, can I make it? Because it is a field for only certain type of race. And, and and can I break out into that level of, I mean, influence? Because in that place, it's only men. As a lady, I cannot break out. You see, grace doesn't look at your weakness. So he was looking at his weakness. And you know what? When self comes in, your confidence is, what, broken. When sin comes in, the confidence in God, what makes you overlook or what makes you overcome is denied. He said, whatever that is born of God overcomes. Whenever you lose that God aspect, you miss, you miss what? The spirit of what? bonus And that is who you are. He has created you in his image. And grace comes to bring you to that stature and that nature in your marriage in your family grace brings you to that image that likeness that kingdom perfection you see so comparison with self some of us we compare ourselves with others father look at them look at them but you have grace why don't you take grace see who is god he didn't know who god was in the, um, the verse 13 he said, who is God? If you miss grace, you don't place value on grace. You put God aside. And you, you're dependent on self. He said, they wouldn't even believe me. When you look at the chapter 4. In fact, let's look at chapter 4. Chapter 4, verse 1. Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, the Lord has not appeared to you. See, some of us, God has blessed us with everything, but we don't believe that we have it. God has opened that door, but you don't believe that door is the door that God has opened it. There are a lot of blessings available to the children of God, but because we don't believe, we are not able to accept it. It is because of the self self will always deny you access to what belongs to you some of some of us we are saying we are not eloquent you see when grace steps in it doesn't matter about your speech prosperity does not come about your speech yes to the world they are dependent on that but when grace locates you it doesn't matter how eloquent how i mean slow of speech i mean it doesn't matter whether you are a stammerer it doesn't matter Grace will make way. So Moses in Exodus chapter 4 verse, I mean 10, he said, I am more slow in speech. Exodus chapter 4 verse 10. I want us to look at this. Then Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I am not eloquent. When Grace located Joseph, he wasn't a politician. But when he stood before Pharaoh, he spoke by the inspiration of the spirit by the grace of god he was able to speak and pharaoh says something in all egypt have we ever found somebody with great wisdom so what grace does it gives you ability to speak it gives you utterance that is why god through grace when jesus died he said it is finished and we came to the place of grace He released the Holy Spirit to help us assess, to help us maintain. So I I mentioned earlier, how do you maintain grace that you have? It's through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help you to live the life of a what? A child of God will help you, will probe you, will lead you to know the secrets, will prompt you on what to do and what not to do. He said, when the Spirit of truth comes, He will lead you to all things. The apostles, when they were caught and were presented before, I mean, the Sahindran. I mean, these were fishermen. But do you know what? Scripture says that at that very hour, the Holy Spirit will teach you what you ought to say. Maybe you are going for an interview. The Holy Spirit, because of grace, will give you what to say. When grace locates you, even if you are the least qualified, it will set you apart. In Exodus chapter 33, it said, If we have found grace, separate us from the others. Separate us from the others. Because of self, self can make us look down on where God is taking us. What God has given to us. The blessings God has given to us. And we start saying, let other people take what is ours. Tonight, I decree and I declare. Anything... That has to be yours. That for some reason has been taken by others. Let grace relocate it back to you. Let grace cause a divine exchange. Anything that in your family, any glory that has been taken, any blessings that has been taken, any door that has been shut and has been given to somebody, I pray let grace locate you. Let grace relocate you to that which that belongs to you in the name of jesus we pray amen so tonight i just came to say that grace is god's gift to us it's a it it comes it comes out of his covenant through his love to us so when we embrace it it acts on our life, it moves us from the place of wilderness to the place of relevance. It gives us purpose. When you receive grace, you step into purpose. Without grace, you are out of purpose. You will do everything and it will not withstand. You will try to work and it will not be meaningful. But when you encounter grace, your life becomes meaningful, it becomes colorful. Moses was a prince. Yes, it was glamorous. But he would have died and people would have forgotten him. But when he stepped into grace, he did signs and wonders. His weakness could, his self, could not hinder or prevent the great things that God had for him. I prophesy to you, every good thing that God has placed in you, in your family and has prepared before you you will not miss it grace will cause you to receive it in the name of jesus amen